1: Welcome to another edition of A Current Life. I'm your host, Jimmy Gould, and I'm very excited and honored to introduce to you my very special guest this week, Brandy. Brandy, welcome to A Current Life.
2: Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here, and thanks for having me.
1: Well, I I know you probably couldn't be any busier than you are, and and, Mm -hmm. uh, we deeply appreciate it. We're big fans, and what we want to do is, for those uh, listeners across the entire globe, it goes into 187 countries, Uh, We want to give you a proper introduction. Brandy is an American R&B and pop recording artist, songwriter, producer, model, actress, and dancer. She is on her sixth studio album entitled 211 that released this Tuesday, October 16th. She has sold over 8.62 million copies of her first five studio albums in the United States alone and over 30 million records worldwide. That's quite quite an accomplishment, Brandy, and, and we're just so excited to have you on air. And I know everybody that we've been in touch with has been excited to hear you. And I know a lot of people saw you last night on TV on Andy Cohen. So uh, uh, we're glad to have you here, and we know you've been going through a lot with your voice and stuff. So
2: yeah. I appreciate
1: your taking the time.
2: No problem. So
1: we start with the early years. Let me ask you, you know, your family was full of talented and successful entertainers. Who inspired you? in your opinion, the most to become the artist that you are today?
2: Well, aside from the, the late, great Whitney Houston, my dad was the first person that I ever saw sing and inspire people from, you know, moving the hearts of my church and, you know, having people stand up and cry and clap and, you know, while he was singing. And, you know, he was the first mentor that I had. He was the first person to um, help me discover my voice and discover the language of music and he introduced me to so many great singers and so many great performers and just watching him and singing with him and you know singing in his choirs i mean i just i got the proper training for you know what i was going to end up becoming which is an artist to inspire other people so my dad willie norwood was my first my first idol and then whitney houston and then so on so yeah, I had great people to look up to um, as a kid, and I'm so thankful to great talent because I was able to find my own by being inspired by those that came before me.
1: Well, you know, I and and researching and and we do a lot of work before we you know prepare the show each week, and we we found out that you actually performed a gospel solo at the age of two, and that's incredible <laughs> to us. And and thank you. It's uh, I mean I'm not asking you to think back about what that was like when you were two, but it just tells me that you obviously have been given this incredible God-given gift, and and that uh, I guess I'd ask you, did is this something you knew you wanted to do with your whole life?
2: I knew that I wanted to do it, but I was afraid of it. Like, I remember that solo. I was two years old. I, I sang, Yes, Jesus Loves Me, and I was afraid to use my vibrato, and a vibrato is what makes your voice shake, like, ah. I was afraid to use that, I, so I just it straight because i felt like people would laugh at me or you know whoever i was singing in front of they were going to laugh at me if i if i did my vibrato so i was i was mad at myself because i didn't really give my all to to my first solo and i got home with my parents and i redid it for them and i and i said this is how i should have done it and i sang yes jesus love me in front of my parents and they were like why didn't you do that and so <laughs> i promised them that the next time i did a solo i was going to Sing with my vibrato and not be afraid. And the next time I did just that, and I inspired everybody in the church, and everybody seemed to like what I did. And you know, special moments like that is when I knew that this was something that I should do for for my purpose and what I was born to do.
1: Well, you know, I it, what we find amazing on the show. The show is about the journey, not so much from the top of the mountain, but on kind of traveling up the mountain, so to speak, to find whatever you term your success and. We've talked to so many people from different walks of life that have experienced ups and downs and different influencers in their life, and you know uh, what? 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 I particularly took away with you was that you know you have a um, a really good sense of who you are and of what you want in your life, and you. and a determination and a, and a strong character, and and I just. I just found that just a, it just comes through in everything you do and the way you perform. I've looked at so many of the videos and listened to all of your music and I just it really touched me and everybody we talked to just said, "Oh, I love Brandy. You know, I love Brandy Aww, and it uh, so it speaks a lot about you, about your family and just about the people that obviously helped you influence you in your life."
2: Yeah, thank you so much. I I definitely I've always been in touch with, you know, my 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 being determined and you know, motivated and wanted to make something of myself. You know, when I do something, I try to give all I have, you know, even now with not even being in in the best voice, I'm still trying to project so you can hear every word that I'm saying. Like everything is, everything that I do is important to me and I try to give 150%. Um, I don't like to do anything halfway and I've always been like that. I don't know where I, I got that from, but that's how I've always been. And, I can honestly say that if I'm not inspired, if I'm not connected then then i would much rather not do it if I can't give my all um I haven't always known who I am as a person, but I've always been able to confront it through my music and to express myself and be vulnerable and and be as honest as I can be within my music and you know I've been through a lot different ups and downs, different trials and error, to get to a point where I can feel comfortable in my person and really feel comfortable in my own skin. So I can definitely say now that I definitely know who I am and I have the clarity that I need to go forward and and really solidify my position back into the hearts and minds of people in the most honest way possible with this new album, 2.11. And I'm just excited about everything, excited to go forward, excited to share, excited to be me.
1: You've touched on two interesting things that are part of my philosophy. One is overcoming a fear and then finding the clarity after you overcome that fear. And then, obviously, you get to a point where you achieve a lot of power. And the power that it seems that really most people misinterpret is not power over other people, but it's really over your own self-discipline, over yourself, so that it can help you get to that place in your life. You know, that is your passion, and is and, and that's what gets you to be able to inspire people. I mean, you know, at a young age, you've reached that. You've reached where you do inspire people, and people look up to you for that. And, and, and just thinking about the influence that that has on so many people who have lost hope today. You know, we're in a difficult time. All of us have gone through ups and downs, but I think particularly – you know we're seeing a a change in our world you know from a spiritual standpoint and absolutely I, I feel that people like yourself can make such a difference right now
2: absolutely and I and I I feel like I've gone through so much so many different tests to have a testimony because people need to realize that they are more powerful and they are bigger than any circumstance that they experience whether it be financial whether it be you know any any struggle in their life it's 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 all mental because your innate self is powerful special love um just we're created in this likeness that's that's amazing and we need to in the darkest moments of our lives we need to affirm that and it's hard you know it's very hard to tell yourself how great you are when you're feeling down, because you don't believe what you hear when, you, when you're saying these things in those dark times. You don't believe the affirmations, but this is the time where you need to uplift yourself and try to pull out of it, because it's what you think about most that becomes your reality. And there's a song on the album called Scared of Beautiful, Scared of Greatness, and, you know, that's what it's about. It's about being afraid of the greater part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get caught into the negative and the illusion of who we are, instead of just... Embracing the fact that we're all powerful and that we can overcome anything—anything—we can overcome it.
1: Well, it's well put. I I think that restoring hope today, so that everybody can get to that place within themselves, which we're all made that way, yeah, really be it's just such an important part of of what we need to achieve today. So you you've you've said it beautifully. I, you know, I'm curious. You attended the Hollywood High Performing Arts Center in L.A. I did. And, and, you know, tell me about that experience and, and what effect it had on you growing up.
2: That was an amazing experience for me because before Holly, before I got to Hollywood High, you know, I had a tough time in, in junior high fitting in and just trying to be accepted by my peer group, and, you know, trying to discover, you know, my talents and And, you know, because the school I went to was a performing arts school, so trying to, you know, not feel intimidated and not to hold back and really learn and discover things about myself and try to perfect a craft that that meant so much to me was difficult in junior high. But when I got to Hollywood, I was able to um, get friends and 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 connect with people and sing with people and you know sing in the choir with some of my friends and at recess we would sing at lunch we would all get together and sing and we were in drama together so I I had I had friends finally for the first time in my school experience and you know the only tough times that I had at Hollywood was with some of my teachers that didn't really believe in my talent or believe in in the encouragement and the support that I needed to to go forward. And what they didn't know is that them not believing and them not encouraging me is what awakened this drive and this motivation to prove them all wrong. You know, I remember there was a dean there uh, that would not send me out on an audition because she didn't think I was drop-dead gorgeous enough to get the part. And to me, I didn't care how I looked. I just felt like talent speaks for itself. So let me just go try to see if I can, you know, Get attention for for my talent and not my looks, you know. And she just would not send me. But she didn't understand that that was a blessing in disguise because her not sending me is what made me want to be a star even more and to go out there and do my best even more. And when you go back to Hollywood High right now, my picture is right next to the the Judy Garlands and the um, the Lawrence Fishburns and the Jet Lees and all of these. Wonderful talents that, uh, that 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 attended Hollywood High School. I'm the only talent of my generation on that on that Wall of Fame, and to see that, it just it just reminds me of of the greatness that lives within me, and it should remind other people of the greatness that lives within them. Nobody should be able to tell you you can't do something because you can do anything you put your mind to, anything that you try to do. If you do it with 150%, you're going to get the results that you want. Well, I'll tell you, um,
1: you know, I, um, <clears throat> it's funny because we've been on the show now for about 13 minutes, and you better, as close to my philosophy of life, I feel like I've known you my entire life. Because <laughs> <no>. <laughs> you have such a beautiful, beautiful way of putting things because it really does come down to believing in yourself, and it really it does. does come down to not letting people, you know, I, I have a saying around here, don't ever say no to me, you know, because don't ever I'm going no go to go out me. and do it.
2: <laughs> I'm yeah. going to go out
1: and make it happen. And, and I think that's you so know. important
2: for people to know is that the only way somebody else's thoughts can matter in your life is if you start thinking that person's exactly. thoughts, you know.
3: Exactly. So if you don't
2: believe what someone tells you, then it can't affect your life.
1: Yeah, well, you, you know? know, it says, you know, words can hurt if you believe them, and you don't have to believe them just because yes. somebody else says,
2: I love that. I'm going to write that in my journal. I'm going to write that in my journal. That's a good
1: well, one. I, maybe you'll sing it to me one day, because I'll yeah. tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm loving every minute of this interview. I, <laughs> I want too. to ask you for people who always ask me the question. You know, we, we, you you know our group, and we've been in the music business and the movie business, and we have Spider-Man and Jersey Boys on Broadway, and we've been, you know, involved in entertainment and sports and, 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 and building businesses our whole life. I mean, long, long time. And They always ask me the question, "Well, how do I get noticed in the music business?" You know, and you know, and going through it. Obviously, you got your first record deal with Atlantic Records. How did that come about? Did they come to you? Did you find them? I mean, the process for people who are listening out there, who so much want to learn from your journey, uh, tell them a little bit about how that came about.
2: Well, I was 14 when I got my first deal, but. I've been trying to get recognized for a long time. I started, you know, doing talent shows and trying to put myself in the right position to to get the attention that I needed to go forward in, in my music career. So the path started to align for me. You know, I started singing in the Brotherhood Crusade and all the events for them and you know, so a lot of celebrities would come out and, you know, when you celebrities come out you get other people that have inspired other celebrities and helped other celebrities get on track. And so those type of people would come out. And, you know, my mom and I, she would always get cards and call. And, you know, I have this 11-year-old, she's interested in singing, and what do you think? And then more events started to come for me. And this one event, I met a local producer, and I started working with him a lot. And then, you know, he had all of these connections to different record companies. And so I would go to every record company and audition every record company told me no, except for Atlantic. And the guy at Atlantic, his name is Daryl Williams. I was 11 years old. He says, honey, listen, you have a special talent, but you're not ready yet. Come back to me when you're 14. Wow. And years passed. I, I developed and kept working on my craft, kept singing in church with my dad, kept listening to Whitney. And I went back to him at 14 years old. And his words, you blew me away. He introduced me to all of the people at Atlantic. And they wanted to sign with me that day, and he wow. kept his word, and here I am 18 years later.
1: When, when you walked out of there and he said, come back to me in three years, were you <clears throat> excited? Were you disappointed? Were you, you know, you took notice of it, obviously, and came back at the age of 14 and got a record contract. So, yeah, what, I was What was excited your immediate feeling?
2: I, I was excited, but I was also disappointed because, you know, in my mind I was ready. I was ready to go, you know, I was ready to go, but, you know, God had another plan. It was like one of those right. things where you kind of have to let fate take its course. You kind of have to trust that the universe is going to, you know, help you through your moments. And, yeah, um,
1: I always use that statement. It's not on, I, I tell, tell a lot of the athletes I work with, it's not on our time, it's on God's time.
2: It is. It really is, and you have to trust that time because God's time is divine. It's the perfect time, so... Um, you know, at eleven I'm not understanding then. I'm like, Well look, I want it now but I remembered and it wasn't it didn't feel like he was telling me that just to kind of blow me off. It felt like he was telling me that and he meant it. So when I turned fourteen, I'm like, I wanna go back to that guy, where take me back to that guy. You know, and I went back to that guy, Darrell Williams, and he and he and he followed through. But I also followed through because I kept working. I didn't stop. I kept working. I kept developing. I kept trying, and I kept trying to better myself. And all I needed was that moment. And I got that moment, and I sang Greatest Love of All, and I sang The Vision of Love, A Vision of Love by Mariah Carey and Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston. And after that, they they gave me a deal. And Sylvia Roan, at the time, she didn't believe in signing a kid axe, but she signed me. She signed me, and I, and I was ready. I was so ready. I was so ready. I wanted to be a star so badly, and um, they gave me the first opportunity to do that.
1: Well, you know, you mentioned, obviously, so far, you know, obviously, the impact that Whitney had on you, and you mentioned the Mar- Mariah Carey song. Um, was there, besides them or just them, was there a particular artist um, when you were a kid, you know, in, in that situation that had the strongest influence on your mu- musical style today?
2: Whitney had the strongest influence of me. Mm-hmm. Like, there, Whitney was above all for me. I mean, I loved Mariah, I loved Tony Braxton and Aretha Franklin and Stevie Wonder and all of these greats, Michael Jackson, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the gospel singers that my dad introduced me to growing up. But Whitney Houston was the end-all, be-all for me. She was the possibility. She was who I wanted to be just like. She was who I, I I. just wanted everything to be just like Whitney. I wanted my hair like her. I wanted to smile like her. I wanted a band that sounded just like hers. I wanted to tap the mic like she tapped the mic. I wanted to belt as loud as she could, which I've never done before in my life. I still I still don't sing as loud as Whitney or any of that, but I wanted to be just like her. Because she was everything. She meant everything to me. She was
1: so special, wasn't she? She
2: was very special, and she was, she was different than all the rest. She had something that all the rest didn't have. She had just this this power in her, in her walk, and and in her step, and in her smile, and in her her eyes, and she was so pretty, and her voice just was so angelic, and I just loved her. I loved her oh. so much. I dreamt about her. I dreamt about hanging with her and talking to her. And I just remember she never really would talk to me in the dreams. I would be the one talking to her, asking her a billion different questions and, and hanging out with her at her house. And never in a million years could you ever tell me that I would grow up to know this lady and to grow up to uh, work with her and her choose me to be the first African-American princess and be my fairy godmother in that same movie. I mean, it was all It was all just,
1: Well, you know, there's, a dream. there's no... Mid- there's no mystery to visualization. I mean, you know, you, you, it came into you and and it brought you to her, and it was meant to be. And, yeah, and,
2: and I, you know, I didn't know about visual, visualization at the time or meditation or how dreams, you know, come true by just you thinking about what you want the most and it actually happening. I didn't know that's what I was doing because every day after school I would go to my room and rehearse and imagine all corners of my room was like a you know the staple center or you know an audience or something like I, I I dreamt all the time I was dreaming every every day of my life I dreamed every single day I dreamt something about the stage about being with Whitney about being with my being at the Grammys being on stage I I I saw it I felt it but I had no clue that's how it was all coming to me
1: well, it, it's a uh, obviously turned into an incredibly special relationship, and and you'll you'll spend your life, you know, being a part of her and her being a part of you as you grow. Um, you know, I, I want to ask you about your mother, about Sonia, who you know is I'm very fond of, um, and yeah, we are, all are here. She's been wonderful. Uh, your mother, you know, dropped her job and left school. Uh, and, and when you and you left school um and you were homeschooled from tenth grade and and I assumed that that was a big change for you and did Did you feel that this was a risky move, or were you confident in your ability to make it to the top through that effort?
2: I was confident I was definitely confident moving forward and then to have my mom you know sacrifice her whole life to um, help make my dream come true someone who was just helping me you know she never forced me to do this this was something that i went to her and 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 asked her to help me and she dropped everything for me and you know we had our, our moments of going through the 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 hard time of switching hats between mom, sure. daughter, and client and manager. And we went through a tough time because, you know, moms and daughters, they all, they all go through something, you know, because sure. the kid thinks they know everything and then the mom is scared because they don't <laughs> want the kid to make the mistake that they made. And, you know, so it, it was, we went through our moments, but, you know, looking back, I couldn't have done any of that without her. And she believed in me the same way I believed in myself and even more. And, um, I just appreciate everything that she sacrificed and you know because of her I'm 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 a respectable lady to, to this day. I'm I'm a classy woman because of everything she taught me and you know I I know how to be Brandy because my mom made it okay for me to be me and being me was just it was enough. And that's how she made me feel. Even through all of the little fights we had, she made me feel like being me was enough.
1: Well, the fights make you stronger. I'm a big believer oh, yeah. in that. I'm, I'm, I'm going through that with my boys all the time. But I, I believe in building a strong foundation and in giving them, teaching them to have the belief and the faith in themselves. Or so whatever they do, and it doesn't matter to me what they do. Whatever they choose to do, I hope they right. make good choices. That they do it at their best, and that uh, I help them get to wherever they want to get to by giving them as much opportunity as possible, and and then paying back because all of us have to pay pay it forward. And it's a big, big part of life, and it's how we're going to find our way back to the middle, which is where we're all off right now. I feel like the whole world is teetering on the brink of disaster, and I don't mean to be morbid about it, but the fact is we've got way too many wars and too many problems and too many people out of work. And, you know, music is a great soother of wounds, and and people who have traveled roads and can inspire, can help people find the middle, because it's the middle right. that allows people to be able to communicate one another and figure out how to compromise and how to listen and how to communicate better. And I think that's really where we're off today.
2: Yeah, I think I think you're right. You're a, but, you you're, know, a you're a teacher too.
1: Well, I've taught me a lot sp- so far. <laughs> I've tried to spend my <laughs> life giving back, and it's a, I'm at that stage in my life where it's important to me. That's why I do this show, and right. that's why I I'm so encouraged to have you know, wonderful people who give back like yourself on this show so that people Thank can be exposed you. to it. You know, I'm curious, you started really, I think, on TV before you ever made music appearing on shows like Thea. What caused you to want to take on producing music uh, after from, from television?
2: Well, television was never really something that I wanted to do. I was just trying to get my 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 name out there so I could sing. Mm-hmm. Everything was to get me to the, to the studio. You know, so if You know, oh, we have an audition for a commercial. We have an audition for acting. I'm trying to do whatever I can to get recognized to go to the studio. And never did I know that going out on these auditions for commercials or, you know, getting the experience of being on, you know, my first television show, which was Thea, um, was preparing me for the job that I got right after the success of the first album, which was Moesha. I never dreamt of being an actress, you know, in my life. So those moments of, you know, being in drama class and and, in the performing arts schools and, you know, getting that first television show was preparing me for Malicia, for Cinderella, for the other, you know, few movies that I did, one with the Diana Diana Ross, the I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. And even now with, you know, rediscovering my passion for acting right now in in today's time, it's, it's a part of who I am. And I didn't realize that. And, um... You know, life has a way of showing you who you are, even when you don't see it. And, no, um, no, no question. Yeah. No
1: question. Let me ask you before we go to break and talk about your current album and about the music business and, and whole. Where'd you get the name na- nickname B Rocka?
2: Rodney Jerkins gave me the nickname B Rocka. I don't know where he got that from. He just started calling me that one day and it <laughs> stuck. And now everybody calls me, especially Ray J. Ray J can't <laughs> let the B-Rocker thing go. It's like, honey, yeah. it's old. It's it's a teenage nickname. He won't. He can't let it go. And some of my fans can't let it go either.
1: Well, for our audience, I mean, Ray J is your younger brother, and I could I could see that about him because uh, I've spent some time with him, and I will say this to you: you don't have a more loyal, more loving, more caring brother on the planet, because he, I know.
2: I, I he love said to me so that there's
1: nobody more talented than Brandy.
2: He's he's really um, an amazing brother. And, um, and he's another one that makes me feel like being me is, 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 is enough. And I just, I love being around him. We're so much alike, but yet so different. And I just, he just makes me laugh. He's just the, the funnest person. I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> he's he's well, the funnest person to be around. Well, we're gonna, we're him.
1: gonna, we're gonna take a short break. This is Jimmy Gould with my personal friend and special guest, Brandy, a current life sponsored by Smart Water and Ad Space Mall Networks. Please stay tuned.
3: Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are a dreamer aspiring to realize your dreams, join host Michael Friedlander for dreamers, winners, and making a difference. For Michael, to be a winner doesn't mean you must have finished first or must have great wealth, fame, and lots of toys. Instead, it means you must have realized your dreams without cheating or acting unethically. It means you must have made a difference for the better in the lives of those you've touched. Tune in to Dreamers, Winners, and Making a Difference, live every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: You're listening to A Current Life with Jimmy Gould. If you have a question or comment for Jimmy or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd like to send an email, the address is acurrentlife at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back to A Current Life. We're here with my special guest, Brandy. Uh, the show is sponsored by Smart Water and Ad Space Ball Networks. Uh, Brandy, you know, uh, from your first album, Brandy to Never Say Never, Full Moon, Aphrodisiac, Human, and now 211, you've committed to taking uh, your fans on an inspiring journey. Uh, where are you at in terms of that journey today? Because in listening to some of the songs, particularly uh, your hot new single, Put It Down, which sounded a little bit different from what we've heard from you before. Kind of talk a little bit about that and kind of kind of your focus and where you're at. It's a phenomenal album. I recommend to all of our listeners that they go get it right away.
2: Thank you so much. I mean, it feels good to be in a place now where um I'm doing music again that I really believe in. And, you know, I feel like this is my first time around. You know, the music that I did when I was 15 from the babies, I Want to Be Downs, Sitting Up in My Room, Best Friends, all those songs, it sounds like, it feels like that you know, doing music that means something to me. So with Put It Down being the lead single uh, to lead off the 211 movement, it was one of those songs that was so different, but yet still me, still what people remember me from, from the ad-libs to the harmonies to, you know, trying different tones on different songs, it was just what was needed to bring the awareness to my music again. And because it's new and it's different and it's fresh, it makes the entire thing feel new, different, and fresh. And it's great because um, it's still R&B music. And my whole goal with this album was to take it back to the beginning of where I come from, which is R&B roots and R&B foundation. So to contribute to that genre of music again has been a great experience. And to challenge myself to try to take a little bit of the 90s flavor bring it to the present moment, and still change up with different tracks. So 2.11 is very versatile. It has so many different colors to the album. So many great writers and producers, you know, lent their time to to making this album as special as it can be.
1: Well, I know Chris Brown was featured on your single Put It Down.
2: He was. How was it
1: working with him?
2: He's an awesome talent. I tell you, like... The video was so much fun because I got a chance to dance with him. I got a chance to, you know, share moments with him, sing with him, talk to him. And he really just treated me like I was his big sister. And he didn't have, um, you know, he's Chris Brown. He's hot. He's he's rich. He's famous, you know. But he just had a down-to-earth attitude about him, and he made everybody feel comfortable. And five minutes of being around him, you'll forget that he's Chris Brown. And I love people like that that's, that's hard to do to make, to make people around you forget that you're hot and famous and popular, you know, that's, that's, that's hard to do, but he did it with such ease and such, you know, he's such a natural that, you know, after a while, we were just all talking to him like he was just one of the, one of the homies or one of the, you know, one of our friends, you know, so that felt great.
1: Well, he probably enjoyed that. Cause my guess is, you know, uh, and, and doing this show, we've learned this from a lot of people. I mean, we're all just everyday people. I mean, we all kind yeah. of tie our shoes the same way and do all the things we do every day. And and you know, and I think you said it early in the in the interview. You know, it, it, you can't fall in love with your own stuff. You gotta, you know, we you gotta you gotta recognize that you know, in a heart in a minute, life can change. Things can be thrown at you, you know, that you're maybe not prepared for and curves can be thrown and stuff like that. And I think when you get with people like that and you're with them and you're real with them, which obviously you were, and he felt that, I would think that you brought the best out of each other.
2: Yeah, I think that's important. I think it's important for um, all artists to um, know that they are a channel. They're a vessel for the greatness. They are not the greatness. The greatness is within them. And I don't want to say that they're not the greatness because that that wouldn't be right to say either, but not get caught into, don't make the greatness, don't turn that into an ego thing because it's not about your ego. It's about your spirit. It's about sharing. It's about um, including people in this energy, and and I had to learn that the hard way because, you know, when you – When you become successful early on and you're trying to get back at people for telling you that you're not anything or you're using that as motivation to to get revenge, you can start to get that ego. But now, you know, that I'm older and wiser and I've gone through my different failures and different struggles, now I understand that I'm here to be of service and I'm here to share what God has given me and to share it in a way where it's not about me. It's really about the people that I'm sharing it with because they need it more so than I do. And um, and that's what it's about. And so it just feels great to have all this freedom and, you know, this chance to do what I love to do again. And, you know, the ego is nowhere to be found. That feels great.
1: You know, I, when I listen to the album and the different songs and, and listen to it with a lot of different people, you do offer a variety for people. And so, you know, in talking to your audience, people that are used to what you've done before and, and this, um, I found it exciting uh because uh you know you had um obviously the the dance the video that, that we watched uh, uh would put it down was really exceptional uh um, Thank it, you. that teacher that told you you didn't look good uh needed glasses cuz you you <laughs> not, not only look good but you've got some of the most amazing talent I've ever witnessed and Thank uh you. we've been around a lot of people and I can tell you I was really taken by it and we enjoyed it immensely you know, in, in kind of talking about the direction again of your new album two eleven, which was released this week, uh, you know, maybe talk a little bit about some of the other songs like Wildest Dreams and some of the other stuff like that.
2: Well, Wildest Dreams is one of my favorite cuts off the album. Me too. <laughs> thank you. It's just about um it's produced by the business and written by Sean Garrett. It's 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 one of those throwback feels to the 90s you know it feels like the 90s but it's still current and the melody and the lyric is so special because the melody hits home and then the lyric just takes it takes it over the top never in my wildest dreams did I think someone could care about me and you know when you find somebody that makes you feel like you're enough and it makes you feel like they accept you for everything that you are and they love you anyway that's a dream come true because so many people want to change you. So many people want to make you into what they want you to be very, very seldom do we get a partnership where you don't have to camouflage or you don't have to mask. So for me, you know, being, you know, where I've been in my life, it's like to have someone in my life that cares about me just for me, that feels amazing. And then, you know, a song like scared of beautiful that we, that we talked about early on and, being Afraid of Your Greatness, and Frank Ocean wrote that song, and it's it's like it's like my greatest love of all. It's like be, don't be afraid to be your best self. You know, don't be afraid of you. You're great. You're awesome. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid to share that. And, I mean, the list just goes on and on. It's so many great songs. Another song is called No Such Thing is Too Late, where a woman should make the man work for her time, her space, and her energy. And, you know, if he loves her enough, he can wait. Love is about patience. Love is about taking your time. You don't have to rush when love is in the midst. I mean, so many many great songs, so many powerful messages to 211. And you're right, it's a variety. It has a a song on here for everybody. Hmm? Right,
1: doesn't that take a lot of trust, that last song you were talking about, to be patient and to allow the other one, You know, and to take your time because love is at the core of everything. Also, what's at the core of that is the trust and the faith that you have in one another and that love.
2: Absolutely, but trust and faith and all of those things, it it takes patience. The patience is what's going to reveal if love is even there.
1: That's well put. Are you excited about getting back on the road performing?
2: I am because I'm starting to develop into an entertainer on stage you know because i i I go through a lot with the stage because you know i have a I have a stage fright that i'm that I'm slowly but surely getting out of and um it's one of those things where I shock myself every time I get on stage. I just did a show here in New York at the Best Buy theater, and it was one of the best shows I feel like I've ever done because I was so free. And I didn't care about making mistakes. I just, I just wanted to just impress the crowd. I wanted to connect to them and relate to them and make them happy and make them smile. And with that type of intention, it turned me into someone I've never seen before. Mm. And I'm like, I want to do this all the time. I want to, want to put this on the road. I'm ready to go. I'm ready. Give me my bus. Give me my songs. Give me my microphone. Let's, let's get out here on this road. So it just, it just felt good. And I, and I realized as a performer. The more the audience gives you, the more you can give them. It's a mm-hmm. connection. It's a, it's a relationship. So, so the audience so today really
1: brings it out of you.
2: Yeah, it does. Without that love and that that overwhelming feeling from the audience, I wouldn't have been half as good. But I'm so glad they decided to give me that love here in New York. Because in New York, it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to impress these New Yorkers out here. They have to you have to set yourself on your fire before they leave
1: the curb, that's before they sure. cheer for you. Huh? I said they'll love you or hate you or kick yes. you to the curb, but if they love you, you know, it you, you know you make it there, you make it anywhere, as Frank Sinatra said. That's right. Let me ask you, you've been in the spotlight your entire life. I mean, both as an actress on Moisha and a groundbreaking Cinderella, you know, and as a singer. When do you feel the most at home?
2: Um, I feel the most at home when I'm at home. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I mean all of it feels like home because it's what I love to do and it's um it's how I express myself but I'm also a normal simple girl. I love being with my family. I love being with my daughter and my my boyfriend and my friends, you know. I love I love that life too. It's great to to be able to just chill out, no makeup, just hang out with my family and my friends and have a good time. And just are go to a, go to the grocery to store and, and cook, cook, and mm-hmm. just normal stuff.
1: Are you able to leave it behind and and, and unwind and and be yourself and and uh, I guess you're going to have to promise to make me a special meal now since you actually have said you like to cook.
2: Absolutely, I will make you something very special. Okay. Yes. Because
1: I'm not I'm not letting your brother do it for me. That's for sure. He doesn't cook like you do. I bet. My brother. Yeah.
2: No, I've never tasted his <laughs> cooking.
1: <laughs> I can't even imagine that one. If you see him, just tell him I'm not having him cook me my dinner. Seriously. Yeah,
2: just have him order you something. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny.
1: Um, so you're able to kick back and be at home and and, 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 and unwind. And, and let me ask you, because I have this problem. When I go back to work, I have trouble getting back. It's into the such
2: groove.
1: A change, yeah, yeah. It's hmm. tough. I unwind. I, I, I don't go have way to trouble unwind. getting
2: into the groove because it's it's a it's a it's a part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it, for me. It's the decision to get in the groove. The, once the once I start doing and I'm in it. Yeah. But it's the decision to get into it. That's the hard part for me. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, I have to decide to put my everything into this. You know, and then sometimes it's hard because um, I don't like being away from my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to do what I have to do to not only provide for her but inspire her. You know, it's great for her to watch me in this light and go, wow, that's my mom, you know. I want to be like that in in, in, any, in anything I do, you know. Whatever she decides to do, she knows that she can be great at it because she has an example that's great at something. So, So it feels good.
1: Let me ask you. You know, your family works together as a business. Your mother Sonia handles a lot of business, and your brother has teamed up with you in the past in different ventures, such as VH1 show titled "Brandy and Ray J Family Business." Mm-hmm. Can you tell us how that dynamic works? And and I know those things are hard. I mean, I have similar situations. I've actually started businesses with my son, and you know, and and we've owned businesses, and he's only sixteen years old. I mean, you know, and then my other son has has gotten involved and certainly not held his advice back what are some of the dynamics that occur in that situation because you've spoken greatly about the about those influences and the positive influences that your family's had on you you know is it hard at times to to kind of put it all together that way
2: well with the reality show Ray Ray had this idea that we all do this show for reality. It was a great idea at first, but I think in doing it we realized that we're just really not the family that you that people are interested in seeing on television because there's not enough drama. You know, we don't have that type of drama in our family where we're fighting and throwing drinks and you know, cussing each other out. We we just don't have that dynamic. I'm sure if we did, then you know, the show could have gone to be you know, one of the biggest things on television but we just don't have that that energy in our family there is true love there of course we have our moments but not moments enough where it's going to have the world like oh my god did you see what brandy said to ray J last week you're not about to see that you know so um we just try now to continue to inspire each other and be there for each other because we're all on different paths but we're all connected so you know ray is in in and much supportive of what I'm doing in my career right now and in my music, and I'm supportive of him, you know, getting back, you know, into his music thing and his career and, you know, helping him through some of his tougher times. And my mom is right there in the wings. You know, anything I need, she was just here in New York. She came out to support me. My family is just right there. My dad is worried about my voice. He called me this morning like, Bran, you got to stop talking. you got to stop talking, stop singing. You need to go on vocal rest, you know, so... We're we're a real family, you know. We are real, and we love each other, and we are there for each other, and uh, they help me with the baby when I'm gone, and you know I just have a great support system where we're all we're all in cahoots, and we're all dedicated to to helping each other, um, to have the best life possible, separate and and together.
1: You know, um, in the beginning of when we started in this show, we're almost entering our our first year on uh, current life, and um, we, we get tons and tons of emails, and we used to take questions, but they just took so long. We ran out of time of, of the actual interview, mm-hmm. and it's always hard when you're kind of doing a virtual interview because the studio is in you know, one, one state in Arizona, and then you're in a different place, and I'm in a different place. And so we stopped doing the questions, but this is one of the emails that came in, I guess they saw you on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen.
2: Oh, yeah. A-
1: and <laughs> you got a lot of play on that because I've got an older sister who said, oh, my God, tell her, tell Brandy I'm her biggest fan. Uh, I'll just only tell you that my sister's in her 60s and she looks like she's in her 30s. But she told <laughs> me she is your biggest, I mean, she's your biggest fan. Tell her I said know,
2: hi and thank you.
1: Well, I'm going to have you sign an album or do something and get it to her because she's very close to Obama. She's very close to Romney. She's very close to so many different people. Oh, wow. She watches that show all the time, and she loves Andy Cohen, and she said, you have no idea who I was on that show last night. It was Brandy, and I'm such a big fan of Brandy. I said, well, do you have any idea that she's on my show tomorrow? She said, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. Well, <laughs> she just flipped out. So she asked me, you know, can you see yourself being a real housewife in a Real Housewife series?
2: No, I could never see myself <laughs> <laughs> being a real house, housewife in a Real House series. Mm-mm. So like, what's again, going I'm on not... with that
1: series? Because I don't watch that series, and everybody I know watches that series, and they watch Andy Cohn, and everybody saw you on Andy Cohn. That's all I can yeah, tell you. I, I know. I,
2: mean... it, I had so much fun on that show, and I, I just, again, I'm not – I'm not as interesting as those ladies in my in my personal life. Um, <laughs> unless they wanna see me, you know, people don't people like the drama and I'm not I don't have a lot of drama like right. that in my life. But I much rather challenge myself as an actress. Um I would love to play a housewife, maybe in a movie. That would be awesome. Like I would love to, to bring a character like that, uh, to life in an acting role. Just just with the art of that would be Amazing to kind of train to, you know, watch these women and train with a coach and, and really come out and be like this loud, you know, dramatic, you know, chick on 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 a, on a television show or in a movie. I think that would be awesome. I would love to do that.
1: But not on not on the real kind of no, thing.
2: because but... I'm not I'm not that at all.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm. I stay as far away from drama as I possibly can. I'll tell you, I got enough of my my business career, you know, and today, and all the different things we do. We deal with people every day. You know, when I go home, I want to go out in the country, and I want to be able to kick back and not have any drama. So I, I right. appreciate where you're coming from. I want to ask you about what we so call the the image, you know, and how you're. Mother, I believe, was your stylist since the beginning, and, and you were 15 and kind of had the good girl look and progressed into what has been said to be kind of hip but wholesome appeal. And, and can you talk a little bit about this? Because it's such a big, you know, presentation in entertainment is everything. I mean, it really right. does speak to it. It's like, I know your mom asked me, so do you like the album cover? I said, no, I don't like it. I love it. And it's going to run <laughs> for weeks on the screens because I think she's so beautiful and it looks so wonderful. And so, again, to our audience that's listening all over the world, get this album because it's fabulous. You look, brandy, you look great, you dance, you sing, your songs are phenomenal, and, and more importantly, they have messages to them that are so critical in today's world for everybody. Right. Uh, I do want to um, um, tell people that. But talk to me about Image and about kind of the appeal and what you try or what is also... Kind of it goes into creating that image that you put out,
2: well, I think presentation is everything, but I think uh in a improper presentation is not something as artists that we should do if right. we are one way and then we represent ourselves another in the public eye, that's not being honest. You know, I think with me early on, my mom was doing the best that she could in terms of you know, making sure that the things I did were appropriate, you know, appropriate for a 15-year-old. So I did not show my navel. I wasn't very um, – everything wasn't sex-driven and selling sex at that age because, you know, it it was inappropriate. But I did get caught into having this perfect image where mistakes didn't seem to be allowed because, you know, I was trying to set an example. But now that I'm older – and I'm wiser. I know that, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't try to be perfect. I'm not trying to set a perfect image, but just from the way my mom has raised me and the fact that, you know, I am a mother and I'm, I'm, I'm someone that, that people look up to. I try to take it all into consideration that, you know, I do have to set an example. I, I am an adult. Um, there are certain things that I'm, I'm going to do that, that, You know that young kids can't do like I'm. You know I'm. I'm not gonna have my daughter on a on doing a photo shoot and her stomach is out, but I'm 33, so it's more appropriate for me to do that. And that's up to the parents to tell their kids what's appropriate for them and what's not. But I do take into account the example that I said. I I give you a funny story the other night, and I wasn't aware of this. I I did a show at a at a club, and I had on these really short shorts. And as I'm dancing my shorts started to rise up and you can kinda see a little bit of my tush and I saw those pictures, I was like, Oh my god Oh my god, somebody somebody's gonna see these and really think that this was a, an on purpose thing and you know, I I told my stylist, I'm like, Look, this cannot happen again although it was sexy and probably some of the guys saw it and was like, Whoa, she looks whatever, she looks hot or that's hot there. That's not something that I want to represent. I don't want my tush showing, you know, when I'm performing. When I want to get my dance on, I still want, you know, the proper body parts to, to be covered. You know, what I mean? the improper body parts to be covered. I don't want anybody to see my tush. So I got on my stylist about that. So that won't be happening again. And <laughs> I apologize to anybody who saw those and was kind of shocked. My mom saw them and was like, oh, my God, she was turned off. She was. My mom was completely turned off. I felt 15 when she saw those pictures. So. You know, certain things like that I, I try but to be it, careful with and aware of, of what I'm doing. But I had no clue those shorts were that short. I was like, Jesus.
1: <laughs> well, you're probably fortunate that you weren't at that moment doing the Super Bowl like Janet was doing with uh, with, oh. with uh, Justin, <laughs> right? Because uh, that that one certainly stirred a lot of lot of activity around. Oh, they finally yeah. got I would over it. It took them a little like while to get but, over it, but, you know.
2: Yeah, it took um, a while, but she did. She overcame it.
1: She overcame it. She uh, it. overcame
2: it. So let me ask
1: you while we're talking about that we have got about 5 minutes left and it's okay. been a, it's been an unbelievable pleasure and and I hope you'll come back and and and, and be our guest again cuz you're inspiring as as anything as anybody I've ever met. Uh I
2: definitely um, will.
1: Thank you. Uh in life there are many many ups and downs that we all go through. That's what this show's about. Can you share with us just in a few minutes some of the challenging times and how you got through them because that's really why so many people listen because they want to take away that there's hope and that there's an opportunity to overcome those things.
2: Well, I've been through a, a number of things um, in the media, publicly, in my, in my personal life, um, a lot of things that I don't, I'm not proud of. Like there was a time in my life where I felt like I had to be a certain way to get people to like me, had to be, you know, this perfect little angel to to continue to to push a brand and to connect and sell records, and, you know, being dishonest about um, being married when I when I was pregnant with my baby and you know all of these things, the accident that um, I was involved in that and someone lost their life in that accident and you know publicly being called a murderer and all of these different things, judgments and different opinions about you know my character and who i am i really had to um get in touch with with the person that i am and really be okay with me being me and to start believing the things that i knew about myself and not let the the spirit of opinion or judgment really get me to a point where i not try and where i not dream and you know, set an example for my daughter. So I had to overcome a lot of different things. And then there was a time where I didn't believe I could ever get this opportunity to share my music again at the highest level and connect with, you know, as many people as I possibly can. And, you know, with the help of family and with the help of confronting and facing my fears, I was able to to come up from that and come up from all the adversities and and overcome it and, and get comfortable in my own skin and realize that I'm bigger than any problem that I have and I'm bigger than any circumstance. And, you know, when you can be transparent and when you can come clean and tell your truth and tell your story, you know, a big elephant is lifted off of you and you you can feel like you can connect and and share again. And that's what I did. I confronted my problems. I apologized for not being honest in my life. Um, I took responsibility for the things that I was guilty of. And now I'm able to testify to, to every test that I've ever gone through, and I can share, and I can now be the face of possibility to not overcome, not just overcome your adversities, but also to, to create new dreams and make new dreams come true and make new mistakes and be proud of them and move no, forward I, in your uh, life.
1: You're a remarkable person uh, we got only two minutes left. I do want to tell you that Smartwater who sponsors the show I was love so water. so pleased <laughs> that you were agreeing to come on this show. I know you're going to be getting a lot of smart water very soon, but the uh, thank you uh, I want to ask you and unfortunately we only got about 60 seconds for this answer. as you look back on your journey, what do you feel and I've asked this question of all of our guests, what do you feel is the greater meaning of life, the greater purpose in life as you look back on your
2: journey? The greater purpose in life is about sharing and, and and being of service and to connect with people through love without love we 're nothing because love is the closest thing to magic. We can't explain it we don't know where it comes from we don 't even know how to know how it looks. We only know how it feels
1: well i i um our time's you know just about up uh, I'd like to thank uh, our special guest and my new friend Brandy for sharing. <laughs> her journey with us and the wisdom and that you've gained from it—you're uh, uh, an inspiration. Thank uh, you so much. You know, uh, it, it's really special to have you on the show. Uh, thank you. Um, everybody needs to go out and not just listen to your music, but but gravitate towards everything that you're going to be doing over the your life, uh, and you have a, that type of impact on people. Uh, um, I'm grateful to your family for helping us set this up, and
2: thank uh, you. I mean,
1: to your younger you, brother Mom. as well. And and I want to thank our listeners for tuning into A Current Life. Uh, this is your host, Jimmy Gould, signing off. And please join us next Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern for another show. And until next time, I wish each and every one of you a journey filled with much hope, inspiration, success. And, Brandy, to you from all of us here, much love and much success. And we look forward to having you on the show again.
2: Thank you. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.
1: God bless you. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks again for joining us for A Current Life on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please tune in to another great program with your host, Jimmy Gould, next Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time. We'll see you next week.